We are live. We are not live. We're never we are live. live. We're just recording. We are live. No, we're recording. There's a difference. From the back room of the church. Just kidding. We're not live. Um. So people so, listening to this don't think this is happening right now if this gets posted at midnight or something. It's 4.21 in the afternoon right now. Well, we're live right now just because they don't hear it live. There's I know, but that's live. that's the thing, though, is that if you're saying you're live, that means what you're... It's supposed to be like they're watching it or listening to it while it's happening. Yeah, we need to get to where we can do video, kind of like Biblos. That would be fun. I really like Biblos podcast. Hey, let's talk about that first really quick. What kind of podcast do you like? Is there a new podcast you like or that you watch? Uh, or? No, I usually just listen to the Biblos one sometimes. Uh, that's really about it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Brother Urshan's really good. I listen to Biblos. And I listen, I listen to a couple to of others. I listen to Ari Prado. Jo- Brother uh, Galindo. Jordan Peterson has a really good podcast. I really enjoy that. He's kind of uh, different for some people, so not everybody enjoys listening to him, but I do. So, You know who I don't enjoy listening to? Mm. I don't want to be calling out people's nuts, but I just, I'm not going to say his name because I don't want people to go hate on him or anything. That one, you know who I'm talking about, that one guy with the annoying voice and he wears the thing. The one oh. that, yes, <laughs> I do not like. Listen, it. it's not a bad call out. You can say his name. I don't want to, I, but I, I just I don't want people to, to not listen to his okay. thing because I think he's a Okay, annoying. well, I love the Ben Shapiro podcast. So <laughs> I just can... don't want people to, like, not listen to him because I think he's a, like, I've watched his videos and his stuff. And, and it's good information. Yes, and he, like, I can tolerate his voice. I just I just Prefer choose not to. not to, yes. That's what some people say about Jordan Peterson. He has a very unique voice. And some people Jordan don't Peterson like it. Jordan Peterson doesn't but... really annoy me, though. It's just kind of... He just has a weird voice. Ben... These aren't put-downs, though, just in case. Yes. And not that Ben Shapiro and Jordan Peterson are listening. But if forever, <laughs> if ever, any reason they did happen upon this podcast, these are not put-downs. We're just discussing no. what people think. It's just his voice is, like, very nasally, almost like if he has his, like, nose plugged. And it just annoys me. Well, some people say Jordan Peterson sounds like a human Kermit the Frog. <laughs> kind of, in a way. So I can see what they mean. So, well, we got a busy schedule ahead of us. Mm-hmm. I was going to kind of run down. I opened up my calendar here just to kind of run down some stuff. Um, for everybody listening, those that um, listen that might share this with other people, if you share it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever the the social media platforms are that you can share it on. Uh, We are kind of making an announcement in that um, we are pushing to go full-time. Our goal is to be in full-time ministry by April. If we can do it before then, great. If not, that's also great. But the goal would be able to be putting my notice in somewhere towards the end of March, early April, put in my last 30 days of work, and then hit the road full-time as an evangelist. So that's the goal. Um, that's what I'm shooting for. We'll see how that works. So just putting that out there for any ministry purposes. But we already have some things scheduled coming up. 
I want to share with you this, not because I want you to see how busy we are to think that we're special because we are we're busy. We're so busy. But because we uh. have a, a lot going on. <laughs> And I want you to be aware because I want you to understand that sometimes our listeners need to know that part of the reason we don't record as, as much as often. we could is because we we do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's difficult. Well, what do you really do? So uh, this month, just this month in February and March, let's go over. In February, I have a regional business meeting at this weekend. Uh, then Brother Atkins, Jonathan Atkins, will be with us in the Dalles for Revival. From the 13th through the 16th, possibly the 20th as well. Um, then we also have a, uh, a revival we're preaching in Belfort, Washington. I will also be in Bremerton on Sunday night that we're up there. So that starts on the 27th of February through March 2nd. And then we're in Bremerton the 27th in the evening. That's just February, not including work and normal day-to-day and stuff and kids doing school and all that stuff. So March, it gets a little crazier in March. March uh, starts off with finishing that revival we just talked about. Then every Wednesday after that, starting the 9th, the 9th, the 16th, the 23rd, and the 6th, we have um, we will be uh, doing a series called How to Study Scripture. And I'll be teaching that series here in church in the Dallas. The 18th and 19th of March uh, is Men's Northwest Apostolic Men's Conference, which I will be going to. The week before that is the Women's Conference, which my wife might be going to. Uh, the 23rd through the 25th, we have uh, Conquer's Youth Convention, which is a new, this is the inaugural year in Hermiston. That'll be the oh, Youth Convention like, in Hermiston. I was trying to think of where that was. Inaugural year for that. And then we have... Um, there's something else. What else was there? Uh, I didn't write I'm it down. I think there was. There was one other thing, and I don't remember what it is off the top of my head. But then, uh, starting in April, the first week of April, we've got um, Summit Conference in Spokane. And then we're just going to continue to go from there. So, a lot going on, and there may be other things thrown in the schedule between now and then. And this is not to say like we're the busiest people, because there is people busier than us. Uh, <clears throat> it's just to give you some uh, a reason, not an excuse, but a reason why we don't record as often. We're trying to do one or two a month to get some content out there because we do know that there's people that actually do enjoy listening. We don't have a huge, huge following, which we can grow. I'd really appreciate your help if you could help us grow our following. But um, the few people that are consistent and faithful and listening listen all the time, and we want to make sure we're putting out content for them. Mm-hmm. It's important to us. Oh, it's cold in here. Our purpose for this podcast is is um, important to me, and I know it's important to uh, Melanie as well. So, anyways, let's uh, now that we're talked about that, let's talk about a couple other things on the calendar that I thought you might be excited about. What about Peak this year? What do you think? You excited for I think peak? it's going to be different because it's in Houston this time. So it's not going to be the same venue and there's going to be supposedly the biggest yet. So there's going to be way more people and I don't know. Yeah, I'm excited though. Yeah, the lineup of preachers at peak is going to be mm-hmm. off the charts. I mean, I, I'm really looking forward to everybody that's going to be preaching at peak. So that's mm-hmm. going to be wonderful. I enjoyed it last year. I'm going to enjoy it way more this year because I perfectly prefer texas over oklahoma um not nothing against oklahoma 
Uh, Oklahoma was great. Although there was one restaurant we went to that was not good. But my family heritage is Texas. A lot of my uh, family's, um, I don't know what the word is, ancestors. That sounds like I'm talking about um, generations and generations ago. But grandparents, great grandparents, and even some great great grandparents were born and raised in Texas. Uh, My dad is from Texas. So. Texas has a special place in my heart. Plus, I love the state. Every time I've been there, I've loved everything about it. I love the weather. That's because you I like love the being area. Hot. So, yeah. Anyway, I've so I'm going to enjoy Texas. it. I'm sure in July in Houston, uh, my it's wife and daughter hot. are not going to enjoy that very no. much, but I will. So, um, thank God for Houston Peak 2022. Uh, I've never been to Houston. So. Yeah, you're getting to plug in some different states in your... I know last year when we we cuz we went from Oregon to Oklahoma. If you want to know how many states we had to go through, pull up a map and do the Google Maps yourself. But it was a lot of different states, so I was able to say, "Oh, I've been there, I've been there." And people And would, we stopped at yeah. each one and did different things and too. And so, so people would be like, "What well, did you shop there? Did you do that?" I was like, "Well, we we weren't gallivanting for 5 months around the whole you know, country, but we did stop there and we got gas and we shopped at the gas stations and like looked around and we drove around some of the places and stuff and got food and different things. So I was able to say I went to this place and that place and this place. And I was in Oklahoma the whole time we were at Peak. So. Yeah, that was fun. Peak was very fun last year. Mm-hmm. Another thing I'm looking forward to, we already mentioned, is the Conquerors Youth Convention, Hermiston church in Oregon put on a convention that's this is the inaugural year of this convention so we're looking forward to that some great preachers uh just throw out some shout outs here Justin Point Dexter will be there mm-hmm. uh brother Jeremy Jeans will be there uh who else oh brother Jared Marks and brother Daniel McKillop I think that's the lineup mm-hmm. uh, great great set of preachers all good men um some of them are friends of mine uh, and I'm looking forward to being with my friends in Hermiston. Last, and then after that, I don't know why I said last. Then after that, uh, in May, there's Northwest Apostolic Conference. They released the speakers and stuff for those. For the Booker will be yep. there. Yeah, that's going to be fun. So a lot of conferences, a lot of fun stuff coming up, but we're looking forward to what God is going to do. It's crazy that we're in February of 2022. That doesn't even make sense. It feel, to be honest, it feels like we never left 2020. We just kind of stayed there. Like, it's an everlasting year. COVID just destroyed 2020, so it feels like it's still that year. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm, I am very, very excited about what's going on. Um, but, you know, above and beyond that, we do have some goals for the year. So, besides our schedule, our goal we talked about uh, as a family, our goal is to be full-time ministry by April. Whether we hit that or not, God wills. Whatever he does and whatever he opens opportunities, that's on him. We're just trusting in him that he called us to do that. We're going to go forward and try our hardest to get there. So full-time in April would be amazing. Then um, another goal, personal here, I'd like to put shed some pounds. <laughs> that scales tip the 200 mark, and I'd like to see myself get down to the 170 range, 70 to 75 area. So that's a personal goal of mine. Try to lose a little weight. I mean, cutting back on the soda pop. I just want as much. I don't. It's like not that. that I want to like lose weight necessarily. I just want to eat healthier. I feel like I just because I always 
I either feel sick or I just feel tired all the time because I eat so much garbage food. Well, honestly, I don't really care what the scale says as much as I care that, you know, I, being able to walk three blocks and not be winded mm-hmm. <laughs> or, um, you know, be able to bend over and tie my shoes without having to hold my breath. That would be nice, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I feel like I could probably, there's days that I eat stuff that I probably could find something else to eat that would be better and I just don't because I don't feel like it or I'm too lazy to make something else. I just, that's one of my things I'm trying to work on. Yeah, for sure. Um, Another possible goal I would say for me for this year is I'd really, um, this is just like a a personal desire more than anything, not a goal. Because in my opinion, goals, you have like something you set and you work towards it like crazy Mm -hmm. trying to achieve that thing. Mm -hmm. I'm not really trying to achieve it, but something I'd like to be able to do this year, if at all possible, is um, I'd like to preach at a conference of some sort or convention or some sort of rally or something Mm -hmm. like that. I did a youth rally last year. Um, It was just a one-night youth rally with a few different churches. Would love to do something like that again. Had a great time. And uh, anyway, so that's fun. What about you? Personal goals? Um, Let me think. Oh, me and mom are trying to read a book like a month or every other month. So, yeah. Started that because we don't really read a lot because... Not that we don't necessarily want to, but with the rise of, like, technologies and iPads and this and that and the other, lots of people don't have traditional books. And, you know, we're not... We go to the library sometimes, but we're not necessarily, like, the things that we maybe could be reading or the things that we want to read. Most of the time, we just look it up on our phone. So, we're trying to read more. Yeah. What else? I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um... Hmm. Be more consistent in reading my Bible and praying, trying to get up earlier. Yeah. Um, I'm doing a thing, plan on the Bible app where I'm trying to get through the Bible in a year. So it gives me like the things I need to read. So. Do you read extra or do you just read? I read extra sometimes because they give you like every Friday, they give you the day off. So sometimes even though like they say, this is your weekly day off, I read it. The next days and then like stay ahead like that mm-hmm. that's good because then if you miss a day for some reason you can you'll mm-hmm. catch up it'll catch up to you but you won't be behind yeah. and i was yeah i started another plan to that because i like to do two at the same time hmm. so because one's usually like more of a devotional one and then the other one's usually just like a studying scripture one so yeah um, I'm trying to think of something else, if I had anything else I wanted to do. Hmm. I don't know. I I can't think of any right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fine. You don't have to have a lot of goals. Even just one or two is perfectly fine for a year. Um, you know, sounds to me like you have a good handful of stuff you want to do. So, good to go there. Um, you know, I was thinking about... One of the things people suggested for us to talk about was uh, modesty. What is modesty? What does that mean? What is it? Um, I, I think instead of 
asking it like what is modesty or what is modesty all about it's more about can you explain modesty or talk about it in terms of you know dad and daughter adult and teenager and i think when people hear the word modesty two things come to mind very quickly one is how i'm dressed mm-hmm. and the second is holiness also some people say like their definition of modesty is different from person to person whatever and that's true to some extent um but i will say there is a right definition and a wrong definition i don't mean i shouldn't use the word definition yeah there's a right way to modesty and a wrong way to modesty. i was gonna say there's like a baseline where that's like that's the worst you should be doing the worst in air quotes because it's not like that you know what i mean that's your line. Yeah, there's a line, but I, we as a family try to stay far away from the line. Yeah. And we're not over here dressing in like head to toe covered, like only see our eyes or anything. So, Which some people like to do that. And that if that's what you want to do, go right on ahead. I will say this. The modern definition or portrayal of modesty in the secular Christian world or what I would call celebrity Christians... Won't name any names, but, um, you know, there's these celebrity Christians that talk about modesty. And when they talk about modesty, what they mean is they're not running around in a bikini somewhere. Mm -hmm. But um, that's not modesty. Mm -hmm. Um, I've even seen secular pastors walking around in shorts with their shirts off. That's not modesty. Um, Mm -hmm. Modesty is about displaying a sense of what I've got's not for sale, so to speak, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's this saying in the world that's kind of a crude saying, um, but I, it absolutely gives the understanding of where I'm going here. It's if you've got it, flaunt it. That is not modesty. Mm-hmm. Modesty is the, is the ability to... Um, Look nice for girls, for young ladies like yourself. Look beautiful, look pretty, do your hair nice, wear nice fashionable clothing. You know, you don't have to look like a a, a Quaker or an yeah. Amish person mm-hmm. to be modest. Now, I don't, I'm not putting them down. Their modesty level is, you know, a lot higher than most. But I would say... Most of those people believe in being away from traditional or modern fashion as Mm -hmm. well. So I don't see anything wrong with being fashionable. What I do see things wrong is when fashion violates principles or ideas that keep things from going too far. For instance, some of the fashions today are tight-fitting clothing. Now, I'm not against your clothes fitting you nicely or don't, they even don't... well because some people think well then i all i have to do is get huge clothes that doesn't fit me right no, no, it, no. you don't have to look like you're wearing a bed sheet all the time shout out to bed sheet e <laughs> i'm just gonna say that <laughs> um that's a, that's an inside joke um but you can still dress nice and modest here's what i would say the best way for me is is my attire drawing the attention of the opposite sex that's what i'm looking now you could say well how could i know maybe some guy would really like my outfit and be drawn to me what i mean more is 
is what I'm wearing drawing the attention of the opposite sex to my figure or my shape or my form. Mm. Now, if somebody sees you walk by, you're a beautiful young lady, you have your hair done very well, you're dressed really nice. If they see you walk by and they're attracted to you or they're even tempted beyond just a normal attraction, there's nothing you can do about that. Mm-hmm. You know, if they if they really are attracted to you as a person. But if you are dressing in such a way that it accentuates or it uh, draws attention to your figure, your um, body, your um, shape, whatever you want to say, those <laughs> different shape. things. Well, that depends. Makes, makes you sound like you're like a cube or something. Your shape. If it's drawing attention to those things. Mm-hmm. And causing people to be stumbling or causing a some stumbling block of sorts, then that's not modesty. Mm-hmm. There is a scripture, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. I'm pulling this off the top of my head. I believe it's Hebrews 12 and 14. It says, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Mm-hmm. Modesty is one aspect of holiness. That's the issue in today's Christian world. Now, I wouldn't say necessarily with apostolics. A lot of apostolics understand holiness. But for those of you who maybe haven't got a full grasp of holiness, you hear holiness and you instantly think standards or or rules or regulations. Holiness encompasses multiple different things. Modesty is one of them. Now, let me go a little bit deeper here. And I know I'm rambling to you for just a moment, but I want you to hear what I have to say and then I want some feedback. Modesty isn't just about how you're dressed. Mm-hmm. You can be you need to be modest in your speech and in conversations. You need to have a modest uh outlook on things. You need to be modest with your with your uh with your um actions. Mm-hmm. You know what you do has to be done in modesty, meaning I don't want people to see what I'm doing and think that I'm doing something I shouldn't. Well, if you're in a place you shouldn't be and it looks like you're doing things you shouldn't be doing, then you're probably not being modest. And see, people always think modesty is only about dress. And that's not true. Mm-hmm. Modesty is about character. Character t- says, I'm not going to dress that way. I'm not going to talk that way. I'm not going to act that way. I'm not going to think that way. And I'm not going to speak that way. That is all encompassing modesty. And modesty is just one aspect of holiness. Mm-hmm. And although we're saying this mostly like for a girl or whatever, this goes for guys too. It's not just for girls. Uh, absolutely. Let's flip it real quick. Let me put some focus on the boys. If your attire does the same thing, accentuates body parts, accentuates shape or figure of a man, that needs to not be. If you can't bend over and pick up a quarter without your pants splitting up the backside, you probably need to not wear those pants. Mm-hmm. Now, people might get mad at me. It's my podcast. We can say whatever we want. Yep. Don't listen. But I will tell you, it's the truth. Mm-hmm. Now, you can take this to an extreme and take it too far. Okay? Mm-hmm. Because there is... Well, let me give you this example. It's a <laughs> silly one and kind of funny. Okay. But it makes sense. You might say to somebody... You shouldn't wear tight clothing like that that fits you so tight that if you move, you rip your pants, right? Mm -hmm. And then you got a brother 
Okay, I'm going to use brother because I don't want to offend the sisters. You've got a brother that's very hefty. Mm-hmm. And there's not much that doesn't fit him very tight. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying here? Yeah. It's very difficult to find clothes that isn't somewhat snug. Mm-hmm. Now, if that hefty brother bends over to pick up a quarter and splits mm-hmm. his pants, is he being immodest because his clothes was too tight? Well, there might be an argument for that, but it's understandable that he's not wearing tight clothes to accentuate yeah, I was gonna and say, draw attention. He's not it's not that he's it's not that he's purposefully wearing it because it's tight. He's just wearing it because it's his clothes. Right. And play devil's advocate here. The instant answer might be from a young man who's fashionable wearing the snug, tight fit clothing might say something along the lines of, well, I'm not wearing it to accentuate my body either. So then it's modest, right? Mm -hmm. I'm just wearing it because I like tight pants or because I want my whatever. You know, they might say something like Mm -hmm. that. No, if you're it's not about if you're intending it. Mm -hmm. If I'm intentionally trying to draw attention to this thing, to my figure, to my body, it's about are you doing it? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's. There's certain things that I have worn and in the past I've gone, you know what? I don't really like the way this fits. It's not very comfortable. And I'm, I, I, it wasn't my intention for those things to be, um, you know, maybe overly drawing attention to certain things. Mm-hmm. I have to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. It's my choice to say, you know what? I don't really like this thing. Yeah. It's not... It's not doing and well for again, me in that this area. This is not to say that you, well, then you have to go out and throw away all your tight pants and go find pants that fit you ginormous. This is to say, find pants that fit you, but are not skin tight. It's not supposed to be second skin. And we're saying pants, but skirt, pants, whatever. Shirt, Blouse, whatever. Shirt. Um, there needs to be that. You know, because girls get a lot of flack because their blouse is too tight. Mm-hmm. But there's some guys that don't get any flack for their sh- shirts being so tight, they're going to rip them with their muscles. And sometimes mm-hmm. they don't even have any. But it looks like they do because their shirt's so tight. And sometimes that's just because they have old clothes and they can't afford some. But sometimes that's because they purposefully buy them that way. Yeah, well, so. that's where we got to draw the line is what is your intention? Mm-hmm. What is actually happening? Yep. Fashion cannot, your desire to be fashionable cannot trump your desire to be modest. Yep. Period. Mm-hmm. That is the answer. If your fashion is not modest, then you cannot be that fashionable in that sense. You can be fashionable in another way. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about it from a different standpoint here. Conversation, actions, you know, thoughts. Those all have to be done with modesty too. Yep. They're part of holiness. They're part of modesty. Guarding your conversation is a lot harder for a guy than it is for a girl. In Generally speaking, not in all cases. Just like, you know, being... We talk more about girls' clothing when we talk about modesty than guys. Mm-hmm. It's the same way for conversation. It's more difficult for a man to walk away from a conversation that may not be a modest one than it is for a female. It's more difficult for men not to laugh at a joke that's not modest. All of those things. Mm -hmm. Our thought life is more difficult to control sometimes because uh, our brains are very analytical and like to analyze things. And we may be analyzing things that are inappropriate. Yep. And that is part of modesty. Well, now we get into actions. 
if it's in your thoughts and it's coming out in your words, well, guess what? It's going to eventually affect your mm-hmm. actions. Um, I would say this. There's a scripture in the book of Samuel. I believe it's in, uh, let me think, First Samuel chapter 15, 16, somewhere in that ballpark. It's a story of David when he's about to be anointed king. He's out in the field taking care of the sheep. Samuel's there getting ready to anoint the king. He tells Jesse, bring me your sons. And he's looking them all up and down, up and down, up and down. Now, I don't know what they look like or what they wore or whatever. Yeah. But there was something on the outside that appeared to the world or the people present as attractive as a king, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's about, wow, this guy's tall, handsome, rugged. Maybe he's got the right clothes on. Mm-hmm. There was all these things being portrayed because Samuel said later, uh, God doesn't look on the outward appearance. He looks on the heart, yeah. right? That, that was discussed later that I'm not looking at what's on the outside. It doesn't matter if he looks like a king on the outside. Mm-hmm. I want to know, is he a king on the inside? Yeah. That's why David was a man after God's And even heart. in that story, Samuel was like, would ask God, is this the one? And God would say no. And he would be like, well, why not? And he, well, that's not, that's not the one. And when he got through the line of boys, it was almost as if, uh, something's not right here Mm -hmm. because there's no more boys. And so Samuel asks Jesse and says, Hey, is there no more sons? And they were like, well, there's this other little guy, Mm -hmm. but he's out tending the sheep. See, for them, they thought of looking at what's on the outside, but what's on the outside is not always what's on the inside. Yep. For sure. So, this is the age-old argument, okay? Outside and inside holiness or modesty, whichever you want to call it. I'll refer to it as holiness for this particular illustration. I've had people say to me, well, God knows my heart. I can wear this clothes that you might think is immodest. I don't think it's immodest and it's not holy. But how I look on the outside shouldn't matter. It's how I feel on the inside. They'll even use illustrations like God doesn't look on the outside, he looks on the heart. Mm-hmm. They'll use illustrations like Jesus told the Pharisees, you guys, are, you guys look holy on the outside, but inside you're, you're full of dead man's bones. Mm-hmm. You're whited sepulchers. Those are all great examples, but here's the problem with that. Outside holiness does not cover up inside filthiness. Mm-hmm. But inside filthiness always always comes out and portrays itself with outside holiness yeah. always and, and so people that say they're holy on the inside and it's not coming out on the yeah. outside are absolutely wrong mm-hmm. and the way it works is from the inside out not the outside in mm-hmm. you're not gonna dress and then be holy on the inside you have to be holy on the inside and then you'll start wanting to dress better or act better or whatever the case may be Now, there's this saying, there's another saying I want to bring up here that a lot of people put down. Um, I don't know the origins of this saying, but there is a way to use it that they don't mean what the negative way is. Mm -hmm. The saying is this, fake it till you make it. Mm -hmm. Now, you don't want to be a faker in life. You don't want to fake like you're doing something that you're actually not. Mm -hmm. That's not what what I would ever mean when I say fake it till you make it. What I mean by fake it till you make it is you've got to pretend and stand in the place of as if you were. Mm -hmm. You want to be a preacher? Start acting and looking 
and and talking and behaving and talking and thinking like a preacher. You're mm-hmm. not you may not be a preacher yet, but it's called fake it till you make it. Now I'm not faking because I'm just pretending to be a preacher. The yeah. concept is you want to be a preacher, then act like you are one until you are. That's what mm-hmm. it is. It's more like a kid playing dress up. You're going to pretend you're the president of the United States. If you want to be a president, start acting like a president. You want to be a CEO of a company. You want to be a minister of the gospel. You want to be an evangelist. You want to be a pastor. Start acting like one now and watch what God will do because you're portraying yourself. Well, what does that mean? The way you look, the way you talk, the way you act, the way you think. Mm -hmm. Those are all the things we're talking about. That is true modesty. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily pretending to be one. It's setting yourself up for when you become one. Yeah. Because... So that saying is flawed because mm -hmm. it sounds bad when you say fake it till you make it. Because then it makes it sound like you're just pretending to be something. Where in reality, you're not going to be a slave and then all of a sudden be a king. you got to be a slave and work your way up. And another way to put it, instead of fake it till you make it, is until you get to where you want to go, act as if you're already there. Mm-hmm. That's a better way to say and it. And I used to say this a lot in the past, and I haven't said it in a while. But we talk a lot about acting a certain way. You should act like a Christian. Act like an adult. Act like mm-hmm. uh, a holy person. Act like a preacher. We need to quit acting and start being. Yes. And I used to say that a lot. I don't want to act holy. I want to be holy. First mm-hmm. Peter one sixteen. Be ye holy, for I am holy. Yeah, because if you think about acting, actors in plays or movies or whatever you want to think about, actors, their profession is to pretend to be somebody whom they are not or something. And they don't want to be. Yes. Or ever aspire. Because to. if. You're in a play and your part is to play the tree. You're not actually a tree. You're just acting. You never will be a tree. You don't want to be a tree. You're just acting. Right. So we shouldn't want to act holy holy or godly or righteous or, righteous or act like a Christian. We should want to be a Christian. Be holy. Be righteous. And the only way to be those things is to step into that realm mm-hmm. even if you haven't quite attained those things. Yep. Even if you're not a preacher, you can start dressing and acting like one. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're wanting to do something in life, you've got to step into the shoes as if it's already a thing mm-hmm. and watch how those things come to pass. You are more successful when you try to step into what you want in life or what you want in God. Yeah. That's all modesty. It's a part of holiness. Holiness encompasses a lot more than that, like full separation from the world. Separation doesn't just talk about how we dress. Separation yeah. is even our spirit, our attitude, all our of those speech. things. All That's... of those things are part of holiness. Mm-hmm. And there's so much more. There's so much more. But, you know, the presence of God is holy. And yeah. in the presence of God is holy. But we're talking about specifically about modesty here. And I know a lot of people mention modesty. They mean dressing a yeah. certain way. So let's go into some detail here. Okay. And... I'm not going to preach what you should do. I'm going to preach an idea and a principle here or teach it for a second so that you can understand, Melanie, you can understand, and our listeners, where we draw the line and what the reasons are for Mm -hmm. it. Now, the line we draw isn't the line everybody's going to draw, and I'm not saying it's the only line. 
we're listening to Brother Booker's uh, book right now. We're doing reading Brother Booker's book together as a family. Uh, what a difference a line makes. And one of the things he talks about in there is belonging to the tribe. Yeah. That each group, each apostolic, each church, even each district, different breakdowns. The different there's different teachings in tribes. We all believe yeah. the same basic doctrine, but there's different things that we do that other churches and groups may not do. So that's kind of what I'm even. talking I'm going to give you an illustration of our tribe and where we get the line from mm-hmm. and then let you draw your own even, lines and conclusions. Uh, as an example, he used music and he said, there's lots of Christian music. There's some that I don't particularly listen to, but I don't think it's going to send you to hell. Right. I just don't particularly like it. So, and he said, that's his tribe. And so there's things like that where... It's not, we're not saying, oh, you're going to go to hell or you are condemned if you do this. It's just our line for our family or whatever, our church. I heard a man say something years ago that stuck with me. I've I've thought about it many times since then. I didn't apply it right then, but as a parent and as an adult, I began to apply that idea. And again, everything, every principle can be taken to the extreme. So we had to draw a line where we felt it was the right place. Mm-hmm. Here's what he said. Uh, and I won't mention his name because I'm just trying to be cautious there. I don't want to put somebody in a place where they're being scrutinized for something they said. But here's what they said. He pointed to his shoulder and said, if this length of sleeve is better than this length. And he pointed to where a tank top might be. Mm-hmm. So like a t-shirt versus a tank top. Mm-hmm. If this is more holy than this, t-shirt is more holy than tank top, right? Those mm-hmm. are the lines he was pointing to. He pointed to past his elbow. Mm-hmm. He said, isn't this more holy than this? Yeah. And pointed back to his t-shirt. What he was trying to say is if we're going to make a, a big deal about the three inches of the shoulder that we cover up, that extra three to five, six inches from the bottom of your t-shirt to covering your elbow, shouldn't that mean that that's more holy? So what I mean by somebody could take this to the extreme is, okay, well, maybe the line could be at your fingertips, right? And then you can't take anything that's showing your fingertips. I get that. You can make that line if that's the one you choose. The Mm -hmm. line I chose for our family was sleeves below the elbow. Mm -hmm. That is more holy than a t-shirt, in my opinion, because of what this man said, it stuck with me. Mm -hmm. If this is more holy than this, then obviously this is more holy than this. So we drew a line there. Same thing with pant length and skirt length. The boys wear pants. Um, Yeah, none of the boys in our house wear shorts unless they have like... My son has worn shorts. Over pants, mm-hmm. just as a as a sports thing, but he's never wearing shorts by themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, the girls wear skirts that are easily covering their knee when they sit down. Those are the lines. Mm-hmm. Those are the lines. I don't want my wife and my daughter having to tug and tug and tuck in and move and tug and fight with a skirt all night long. I want them to be able to sit down and pay attention to the preacher or be into worship. And not have to be worrying about what their skirt's doing. It's mm-hmm. long enough. I don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. So those are the lines we've drawn. And that's kind of the reason. Now, that's not the only thing that gave us those lines. There's other people that have that standard, that line that they've drawn for those things. Um, you know, there's certain things that, you know, we might, we don't let 
my daughter or my son wear based on how tight they are mm-hmm. or even how loose they are some things you know um i don't want my son wearing pants that are falling off of him either you yeah. know what i'm saying so there's both extremes and you got to draw a line that works for your tribe mm-hmm. and then stick to it yep and have a reason have a principle behind it our principle is we want to be different than the world we want to be separated yep if we're going to be different, then we have to hold ourselves to a different standard, yep. a different boundary, boundary, a Calling line. back to last episode, yeah. boundaries. A different line. We have to have a different line than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And another thing, one last thing I'll say, and then I'll let you kind of wrap this up. One last thing I'll say about modesty is I told somebody once when they were talking about how people treat them. It was a female that was a relative of mine. That's all I'll say. And they were talking about how males gawk and treat them like they are a certain type of female. And what I said in response to them, which was really harsh, but it was needed. They needed some tough love at the time. I said, well, if you dress like one, you'll get treated like one. Mm -hmm. And some people might argue with that. Well, I can dress however I want. People should mind their own business. But they don't. That's the problem. It's, I'm doing everything I can to make myself feel safe and to cover myself up. I don't have any control over anybody else's mind. So if I decide to dress crazy, it's not my fault that they're thinking like that. If but you it's don't my, want people to look, it, yeah, don't put it I was going to say, window. but it's my responsibility to, if I don't want people to look at me like that, to cover myself up. There's a difference. And We're not saying that. You should never dress blah, 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 because people can't control themselves. There's a Yeah, difference. well, it's the other side, too. Yeah. Uh, some of us don't want to see everything yeah. you've got to show. Um, so keep it covered up, you know? Mm-hmm. That's kind of the other side of it. But my point there is, is it's not just about covered and not covered. It's also like, how are you portraying yourself? Mm-hmm. If you're going to dress like a rebellious teenager, you're going to be treated like a rebellious teenager. Yep. If you dress like a person that is of ill repute, people that know what that means will understand what I'm saying, then you're going to be treated like one. Mm-hmm. If you're going to dress like a, a minister of the gospel, guess what? People are going to start treating you yeah. like one. And I remember one guy telling me he used to love to wear slacks and dress shirts and suit coats on planes. He would wear a whole suit other than maybe a tie most of the time. And he used to purposefully dress in his nice suit to go on planes. And he found out, the reason he did that was because he found out when he would dress down, you know, wear some comfy, loose sports pants and, and a t-shirt, a uh, long sleeve t-shirt or whatever, he got treated one way. But when he dressed with slacks and a, and a suit coat and a button-up shirt, he got treated differently. Mm-hmm. Now, I get it. Argument is why well, you should treat everybody the same. Great. But that just doesn't happen, okay? Yeah. You get treated based on how you portray yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to portray yourself in a certain way, you're going to get treated that way. Yep. If you don't want to be treated that way, dress differently. Now, yep. I know there's tons of arguments to that. People might not like it. That's how I feel. It's what we do in our family. I was going to say, and that's how the world works, whether they like it or not. They can argue. They can argue that people better control themselves. People should treat everybody the same, blah, 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 blah. But realistically, that's not what happens. Yeah. And you know what? That guy that said that to me, I said, you know, that makes a lot of sense. 
I used to travel and think I want to wear something comfy because it's, mm-hmm. I don't want to be uncomfortable. But I can be comfortable in my dress clothes. There's some dress clothes I wear that I actually think is very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Why not dress nice, be treated nicely? Mm-hmm. Want to dress like a minister so you can be treated like a minister. Yep. Want to dress like a man or woman of God so you can be treated like one. Yep. You want to be treated nice, dress nice. If you don't want to be treated nice, then don't dress nicely. And you'll watch how you get treated. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to say about modesty? I don't think so. It all comes down to one major thing, and that is, how's your connection with God? Because the deeper, the more intimate, and the closer you are to God, the more modest you're going to want to be, because the more you feel like you're pleasing Him with how you act, how you think, how you speak, and how you dress. Mm -hmm. All of those things matter to Him, just like they do to others. And uh, the closer you are to Him... The more you pray, the more you fast, the more you talk to him, the more you spend time with him, the more that you'll want to live a life of modesty. Mm-hmm. I just burped, so excuse me, but yes, <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. Well, that's a good, I think that's a good place to wrap this up. Yep. We really appreciate everybody that listens in. And uh, again, if you have some time, could share you this link online on your Facebook page. Instagram. Uh, feel free to Twitter, send this link whatever. to people you think might yeah. need it. Might you can hear send it. it to people in text. I do that sometimes. And feel free to call us, text us, message us on the app here and find a way to get a hold of us. We also, also have a Facebook page. I was going to say, our Facebook page has a messenger connected to it. So if you don't have our phone numbers, email, whatever, you can go on there. And not only do we have a Facebook page, but we have a designated email for the podcast, yes, which is what? It is breakingtheboxpodcast at gmail.com. So you can so. send us any email questions you want there or feedback, mm-hmm. anything you would like. We'd love to hear from you. Um, we'll definitely do our best to respond to every single person that talks or asks questions or gives us feedback. We want to do that. So thanks for listening.